Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Today, we have my dear and lovely friend, Blake Hogue, on the podcast, and he is a wedding elopement editorial education-based photographer based out of Salt Lake City, and during his four-year journey full-time, he has traveled all over the world capturing people's stories. He's been published in Junebug Weddings, Green Wedding Shoes, Utah Valley Bride. He's on the cover of Rocky Mountain Bride. He has shot for tons of bridal designers and lookbooks, including Leanne Marshall, which is ooh, love Leanne, Alyssa Kristen, Rudicine, I think I said Rudicine right, Chantel Lauren, Altamoda Bridal, and many more. And he has taught and mentored photographers at tons of workshops around the country on how to market themselves. And also, I'm just going to add, Blake, that you're just like an angel human. That's part of your bio now. I'm so excited to have you on here today. Thank you so much, Eden. I seriously, when you asked me, I was ecstatic. So, I mean, I've just been a fan of you forever. And I just remember like the first time I met you was at a wedding and I was like, holy crap, that's Eden Strader. Stop. And I like tried to go up to you and it was like, I think it was like maybe my first six months in and I was just like, holy crap, just like totally fangirling. So the <gasps> fact that you- Wait. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. So long ago. I think that was like 2017 or 16. I can't yeah. remember. Like literally my first year full time. Wait, I totally forgot that that's how we met. That feels like another lifetime ago. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm so excited because yes, that we met like so long ago. I feel like our businesses and like we are such different people than when we met. So I'm so excited to dive into everything with you. Me too. I'm stoked. Well, um, I seriously get so awkward when I get introduced. So I kind of <laughs> wanted to like break the ice a little bit. So I want to ask you a question really quick. <gasps> Wait, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So what would you say the top three most interesting things are about you wait okay oh how the turntables um, <laughs> I'm like okay shoot this is like oh I feel like this is in co- like in college when people would make you introduce yourself and you're like I know I'm sorry to put you on the spot listen to really music am. or have I like ever done anything fun okay mine is that one I'm gluten-free that's not yep, that cool but that. that's that's my one um mm, Ooh, I had an ex- so many. I know. I'm like, put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, this is great. I got this. I had an expander when I had braces, so I had a gap for a while. Is that interesting? Mm, that is I, so interesting. It was ugly, too, but I didn't have. I didn't. Ha- I didn't get that. It's because my mouth was like overcrowded, <laughs> so they had to like. For anyone that's had braces and has had an expander, it's like the most medieval device ever. Like they put it on the roof of your mouth and every day you have to crank it and it like literally shoves your jawbones apart. No, no. I don't even know how it's illegal. I'm like, that sounds like a torture device. It kind of really does like medieval torture device straight up. Yeah, it's horrific. So yeah, I had a gap for a while and then three, hmm. I have two tattoos. Not many people know that. I have two now. I I have two. Yeah, if my mom is listening, rest in peace at me. Sorry, mom. (laughs) I hope you don't listen to this episode. Just completely skip over this one. I'm not even that cool anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, wait, you have to tell me one, one interesting thing about you, and then we'll... Okay, one interesting thing about me. Um, I speak Haitian Creole. 
Oh wait, I knew that, and it's wild. Yeah. Can you like introduce yourself in it? Yeah. Um. Hold. Oh my goodness. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. But hey, <laughs> here we go. Uh, bonjour, comment Blake? I love it. I haven't spoken in like mm, four years, so I'm starting to forget it. But no, it sounded so good and pretty, and also, yeah, I can't imagine that's a language that you're like frequenting in Utah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely not. I think I've met like two people, and I was on my way to school both times at the U. I was taking tracks, and they were on the phone, and they like hung up, and I was like just started speaking, and their mind is blown, and they're like how in the heck did you learn my language? And I say something dumb like, oh, I just ate a whole bunch of Haitian food and they like lose their mind. Wait, stop. <laughs> That's like the, I love this mental image so much. Like, I love that so much. Okay, cool. Well, that was way cooler than me having an expander. and like, <laughs> I mean, having an expander, that's pretty interesting. So. I'm like, wow, what a, what a boring life I have lived. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well... Jeez, that was a good that was a good little good little flip for me. Yeah, Blake. icebreaker. Thanks. I just thought, you know, we might as well break the ice a little bit because doing something like this is completely out of my comfort zone. Like just oh. talking about myself. So but this year is all about breaking out of that, like the norm for me and doing something that I'm not really used to. So when you asked me, it was a no-brainer. So oh. Well, I'm so honored. Thank you for being here. I feel like I put you on the spot a lot. I, when I used to have the YouTube, I put you on the YouTube too. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I just keep interviewing you because I just love everything you have to say. Um, okay, well, I'm freaking, I'm pumped. So tell Same. me a little bit about, like, tell everyone a little bit about you. We've got this intro. You do so many incredible things. I feel like even because I interviewed you for like my YouTube channel, I think a little over a year ago. And I feel like your business has changed so much since then. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us like a little bit about like how you got started in the industry and kind of like what you're specializing in right now. Yeah, totally. So I got really into just like everything photography related back in like 2015 when my parents got me a camera for Christmas and I was like, how old was I? Like 24. And I like didn't ask for any, I haven't been asking anything for Christmas since I was like 19 years old, but they got me a camera because they knew I was super interested in it. I was like posting all these iPhone photos on my Instagram, you know, like that typical, like, you know, I feel like that's when Instagram was starting to get really big. Mm-hmm. And I just decided, Hey, like I'm going to start, posting pictures of people and just asking people and I created a photography account on Instagram and it just kind of exploded like I started shooting like senior portraits for uh, for my friends going to graduating from college and then my best friend um, what really got me into especially specifically like couples and weddings I feel like that's kind of like what I specialize in Um, he asked me to shoot his wedding and I was like uh I don't really feel comfortable doing that. Um, I'm like the most introverted person to ever exist. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And you probably want to have somebody professional do it because I've never done it before in my life. And he's like, well, we don't really have that big of a budget and we really like your stuff you post and we completely trust you. And I was like, just kind of taken back by that. I was like, oh man, okay, well now the pressure's on even more. Um, but I agreed to it. I think I did it for like $300 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's totally what I charged yeah. for my first. Yeah, just completely just like, and I was like, wow, like that's so much money. Like if I could right. continue to do this, like I'll be like rolling in it, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I did it. And I just kind of like, after that, like I just kind of sat in the car for a minute and I was like, just contemplating. I was like, wow, like that was awesome. Like I loved every second of that. Like, could I pursue this? Like, is this something that I could do? And during that time I was, um, I was attending Southern Utah University down in Cedar City and I was already coming up for shoots all the time anyway. So that summer I decided I was going to take a semester off and I told my parents, I was like, Hey, like I have so many like weddings and shoots lined up this fall. Like I just don't really think I can go to school this semester. And they're like, well, why did you book so much? And I was like, I don't know. It kind of just happened. And I like, at that point I had realized I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing so much like in this short period of time And they were like, okay, well, we'll allow it, but we don't really like support, you know, dropping out of school. So that's not going to happen. Like you're going to go back the next semester. And especially like if this all goes downhill for you and you're not able to like support yourself financially, then you're definitely going back. And I was like, okay. And I didn't go back to school ever. (laughs) I I love hearing a good college dropout story. (laughs) That's me. Just, you know, all of my siblings have graduated and I just was like the black sheep in all aspects, I guess. And I don't plan on going back ever. I, I just, I seriously am so blessed to be doing what I love and found my passion. And that's just kind of where it started. And it's just kind of, all went uphill from there. Oh, oh, I love, oh, I love college dropouts. <laughs> I know it's like the weird, whenever like friends come to me and they're like, I don't really want to go back to school. Like, should I? I'm like, I am not the person to pitch you to go back to college. Like, I will always be like, no. That's me too. Like, I have so many people asking, like, was it worth it for you? I was like, oh, it was the best decision I've ever made. I just like, even during school, I was just like not in a good place. And I've just never been good at school and I really wanted it to work out and it just didn't. And I'm glad that it didn't because it completely changed my life. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that's what success is anyway, right? It's like aligning with what makes you happiest and like what brings you the most joy. And for a lot of people, that's not school. And like, if you put all your energy into something else, then it's just as successful as like I don't know, a corporate career. Totally. I completely agree. I love that. Okay. So tell us kind of like where Blake Hogue photography is now. So what are you specializing in? What does like your average kind of like month look like for you? Yeah. So I'm still shooting. I mean, pre, I mean, COVID, you know? Yeah. And we don't have to go, we don't have to. A a COVID version, a COVID version of Blake Hogue photography. Exactly. Like, but things are starting to pick up, which is good. But um, right now I'd say Blake Hook photography is like 50% couple and wedding and the other 50 is 
bridal editorial. I'm like obsessed with, you know, shooting lookbooks and shooting for designers, showcasing what brides normally wouldn't want to wear, but they see like images and like, holy crap, like I'm obsessed with that. And I've been able to work closely with some pretty awesome designers that, you know, it's just been so fun to do something different compared to the past three years that I've been shooting. It was like mainly like couples and engagements and elopements and weddings and but Mm -hmm. so it's just so fun to kind of focus something on something else because it's kind of um reignited my fire a little bit and I it's been so fun to just do something that I am really passionate about which is like fashion and you know showcasing all of that stuff so which I'm like so happy to hear that because I think the last time I did see you and we were talking about work, I think it was when you first started to kind of get into editorials and you were talking about like how you wanted to get more into it. And I've just freaking been like the proudest friend watching you be so successful with editorials. Thank you so much. Seriously, it's like, it's crazy. Like, you just kind of have to put it like with anything, you know, you just have to put yourself out there and you have to invest and really, you know, and that's what I did. It's like a lot of people said, no, like I'd first reach out to them and they would say no. And I'm like, okay. So then I would reach out to somebody else and they would say yes. And it would start out as a collaboration. And now that the fact that I'm getting flown out to places and getting paid to shoot like editorial, like it's pretty surreal. Yeah. I'm, so happy for you and you're so talented with editorials and it's been so cool to like watch you find something you love and then put your heart into it um so I'm so happy for you and I'd love to know like so you started out by trying all the things which I feel like is a lot of our journey is like when you start Mm -hmm. in photography you just kind of try out everything to see what feels good and then you moved into weddings now you've moved into editorials so your business has changed like a lot over the last couple years so what's kind of been like the driving force behind that what's kind of been like the driving force behind your business yeah um that's such a good question i would just i just feel like not being stuck where you are has kind of been a huge like aspect in my journey because i would get to the point where, I mean, I still loved what I was doing, but I wasn't pushing myself enough creatively to work to the point where I was like falling in love with my work, you know, and doing what I wanted to do. And that was like such a breaking point for me. And to be able to start something completely new and focus on something that is so much different than shooting a couple. Um, was really beneficial for me because I was able to fall in love with photography all over again and kind of, cause that's, I guess that's kind of where I started was like portraits, like senior photos. Like, I guess that's kind of like where it all began for me and just focusing on one subject instead of multiple, um, kind of rekindled that fire for me. And I was able to, to really focus on that and, you know, not only focus on, the person itself but what they're showcasing what they're wearing um, was something that I am really interested in I've always been a fashion lover and to be able to to shoot for all these designers whether it be bridal or not um, has been so fun for me to kind of break out of that box and to do something that is really more creative mindset then I mean I don't know I guess shooting couples is creative as well but it's just in a different way and I 
you know, don't want to stay stagnant and be, you know, specialize in one certain thing. I kind of want to do like a couple different things, I guess. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's so cool. And I think getting burnt out is obviously something that happens to all of us. And I think it's such a burnout so weird because we like try something new and we want to perfect it. And then there's like this weird line between like perfecting your craft and getting burnt out. And Mm -hmm. so how did you kind of know, like, how did you know it was time to try something new? Like when did, when were you like, okay, something's got to change. I've got to like take my business in a new direction. Yeah. So I think it was like two years ago. Um, it was like November, December. And that was like my biggest year ever. Like, I think I shot 40 weddings that year and I was just too many too many. Anyway, you know, you live and you learn and I wouldn't take that back for anything because it has led me to the point where I am today, where I really know what I want to do and how much I can take on. Mm -hmm. Because at that point I was saying yes to everything. I was like, holy crap, like I'm in such high demand. And my pricing was just way too low. Like, and I, it was just, and I was so burnt out because all I was doing was shooting. And then I would come home and edit for eight hours a day. And I just didn't have time for me. And I feel like that is such a huge, you know, beneficial factor for a lot of people is if you're not taking time off for you and focusing on yourself, like you're going to, you're definitely going to feel it. And I got burnout quick and I was just getting to the point where it was like, do I even want to do this? Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't feel that fire when I first started and I, I just realized I was like, I'm doing way too much. So that's when I, you know, I bumped up my prices and I also was like, I don't know if I just like want to stick to weddings and couples. I want to try something else. And that's when I started setting up my own shoots and reaching out to vendors, seeing if they wanted to collaborate. And a lot of the times they said no, and that's fine. Um, being said no to isn't the end of the world. And I think that's kind of like what thrived me to continue to ask different vendors and to get my building my portfolio. Cause it all starts with that. Like even when I started shooting couples, I, that's what I did was I would reach out to people like my friends and like, Hey, like this is something I really want to do. And would you be interested in spending an hour with me free of charge just to build my portfolio so that I can show case to people like what I can do. And that's kind of like what I was doing at the beginning when I was focusing on editorial and I would send it to, you know, local, I'd started locally and then I got really close with a local bridal shop owner. And then it just kind of all went uphill from there. I would shoot for designers that they would carry. And then those designers reached out to me. And then I started flying out all over the place to do specific lookbooks for those designers. Incredible. And okay, I want to dive into people saying no, because I know you mentioned that like a lot of people were saying no and like that that was a good thing. I want to know kind of what your reactions were, how you moved past people saying no to you, because I think as artists, and I mean, I can only like speak to myself, maybe you don't feel this way, so correct me um, if so, but I feel like a lot of times we 
tend to get a little bit more personally invested in our business and our art because it's like, it's our thing. Like it's our art and it's our baby. And so when people like turn you down or like, you know, we've all had like unasked for CC or like criticism, it's so hard to like not take it super personally because it's such like personal expression for us. So how did you kind of like deal with people turning you down, keep pushing forward? Like kind of what was that process? How did that like look for you? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm def I take everything so personal too. So that aspect definitely, you know, was new to me because when I would reach out to couples, on the other hand, they'd always say yes. Oh yeah. They always so, want free photos. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> you know, like everybody wants free photos in that way. Just like being with their, their, their significant other, like, and showcasing that, like they, people love that. So when I would approach somebody like a designer um, that I really looked up to and they didn't say yes, like, yeah, like it hurt my ego, but I feel like I was able to kind of reflect on that and really dive into where I needed to improve and showcase what designers wanted to see. And I would just continue to, you know, reach out to other, you know, I, like I said, local, um, bridal shops. Like if that's where you're, if you're wanting to do more bridal editorial, that's where I would start. Like, and even if you do have to pay, you know, their, their, their lend out fees or whatever, like just do it. Like it'll be worth it because, I'm just seeing a lot of people who are kind of going the easy way out and not shooting what they want to, but Mm -hmm. whoever is just going to let them, you know, shoot whatever they have to offer. But if you're really wanting to, to branch out of that and shoot for actual, like really well-known designers, then, you know, sometimes it's worth it to, to pay that fee and to really invest um, your time and your money into something that you're really wanting to do. And that's what I did is people would like, yeah, we're interested, but this is how much it would be. And it was like a really hefty, you know, a fee. And, but it was worth it for me because they actually said yes to me. So I would set up this whole thing. Like I just made a mood board for them and they're like, we're so stoked on this. And then I like execute it. And then I would send them the, I would send them sneak peeks and they would, you know, they would lose their mind. And that's when I just really began to realize, like, it's so much more than about me, but showcasing what they have to offer. And I just feel like that's what a big, you know, downside of people wanting to collaborate with designers is they kind of make it about them. And it's not, it has nothing to do with you. You have to kind of put yourselves in their shoes and show what they want to showcase and what's going to be worth it for them. And I think mm-hmm. when that clicked for me, that's when I started to realize, okay, and I shifted my mindset and I was able to shoot in a completely different way and really showcase what they had to offer instead of like making it my vision, but actually helping them realize what they wanted to show. And I feel like that was such a turning point for me was being able to you know, focus on all of those no's and turn it into a positive and then finally having it turn into a yes and then having them just like, this is something that I wasn't expecting at all. You completely blew this out of the water. Like, we're so excited to continue to work with you in the future. Thank you so much for asking us to do this and respecting our time and, you know, really realizing that, you know, sometimes you do have to invest in something like this. And we're so glad that you did and that you took a chance on that. And I feel like that was such a huge 
turning point for me, realizing that it's just not all have to do with me. It has to do with like what you're showcasing. Okay. I have, I feel like my brain came up with like 30 different things to dive into because all of that was so (laughs) good. That makes me so good. That makes me uh, so Everything you said, I just love so much. And so, okay, I have a few things I want to dive into. And one is the beauty of like investing in yourself. I think that I want to hear like your thoughts on that a little bit more because I think that's one of the things that I know I struggled with in the beginning and I know a lot of people struggle with in the beginning is that like, especially in the beginning of your career, you don't have a ton of money at your disposal if you haven't started earning a ton of money yet. Um, But I agree that I think that investing in what you love in order to showcase and create a portfolio is one of the best things you'll ever do for your business. Like I obviously like specialize in now like studio portraits. And when I first started, that was not something I was getting hired for. Like that was a hundred percent like a labor of love and blood, sweat and tears to like build a portfolio that showcased that. And now that's like what I get hired for. Um, But it was like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Actually, I could probably pull it up like on my freaking accounting spreadsheets, like how much money went into freaking studio shoots. Um, So I'd love to hear kind of your journey with investing yourself and like advice that you have for people when investing in themselves. Because I do think that there's, I'm kind of rambling a bit, but I think there's good investments and like less good investments, right? Like I think I bought so much unnecessary equipment in the beginning. Like there's like good investments and purposeful investments and then like investments that you kind of make on a whim, if that makes sense. So I'd love to kind of hear how you made those distinctions, how you kind of figured out what you wanted to invest in, like that whole journey. Yeah. So I just, you know, it was all a learning experience for me too. Like there were some investments that were great and there were some that weren't so great. And I just kind of focused on the as investments that I made that were great and shaped that into something completely new and focused on that. I just feel like it's so beneficial for you to continue to learn where you're investing and, you know, for each shoot that you're investing in, kind of looking and diving into that, like, okay, like, what's my budget for this? Um, is this something that I'm really passionate about? Because if it is, then you're willing to invest more. Mm-hmm. And it really, you know, and that gives, you know, more time for you to reflect on how much time you time and money and your effort you are going to invest. Because if it's something that you're not, you know, really stoked on doing, then I would maybe, you know, wouldn't do that. Like, it's just, there's so many aspects that go into that. And really focusing on what you want to do and making it happen is huge. Like even if you don't have the money, like even when you first start your business, right? Like I didn't have the money to start Mm -hmm. my own business, but I made it work. And I was able to really focus on what I needed to start my business. And I kind of went with the punches on that and it ended up working out. Like, so for me, it was like, I needed a camera, I needed a good lens. And that's what I first started with. And then I start to get hired. And then I got a really nice computer. And then all of my other gear just kind of came into to play. And I feel like if you don't have to splurge on a whole bunch of gear, um, right at the beginning, if you wanted to pursue like 
a career in photography. Mm-hmm. What I did was I, I slowly invested in things that I knew that I needed and it ended up working out for me. And I feel like there's no right or wrong way to invest. You just kind of have to know, you know, what you want to do and then kind of research that and maybe even hire somebody to do a mentoring sip session that you're like completely obsessed with and just kind of pick their brain and, you know, ask them what worked for them and try that. And that was, that's yeah. definitely something that I 100% recommend um, is investing on like on a one-on-one mentoring ship session with somebody that you just know that you're going to love and get all of their information and just pick their brain because that's the best environment that I'm able to learn in is like one-on-one like and I love teaching at workshops too and I don't teach at once over 10 people just because it just gets so chaotic and I really want to focus on you know the people who are there and when it gets over that I've just learned it's just it's just it's too hard to focus on everybody but what really benefited me was hiring you know somebody that I loved and I was able to ask them any questions and um, that's something that really benefited me and that wasn't something that I could afford at the time either like it's everything Mm -hmm. is an investment like whether it be money or your time or whatever it may be but at the end of the day like making those investments really helped me to be able to learn like what I wanted to do. I love that and yeah I think Oh my gosh, if I could go back and just be like, Eden, please just hire someone one-on-one. Like, I could have saved so much time and money that I not wasted because I still got the end game, right? But like that I tried to figure out myself and I think I could have saved myself so much time and money by just hiring someone. I think that's such a good suggestion for suggestion for investments because very rarely will like a one-on-one mentoring session not change your business. Um, totally, 100%. Like as long as you're intentional with who it's with. Um, yeah. And then, okay, the second thing I wanted to ask you about is you talked about working with your client, working with the company, working with whoever it is that you work with. Because I think this goes beyond just even photography, but in in working with them with their end result in mind and kind of like what it made me think of is like collaborating with your clients and that like our artwork, while it is our own artwork, it should be in collaboration with our clients, whether that's a bridal company and it's an editorial or even like our couples. That's like one of my things that I try to really push with my business is that I want all my couples to feel like the images felt like them and not just like every other couple I've shot. So tell us a little bit about like how you found kind of like that rhythm and groove between like your artistic voice still being represented and like you still feeling fulfilled in your photography, but also really prioritizing and like collaborating with your clients. Totally. Um, I think a huge thing for me was actually, you know, asking what they wanted when I would reach out to, to them to set up a shoot with them. Um, and I feel like that really set me apart and building those relationships right from the get go was huge for me because now that I've been able to ask what they wanted and showed them a mood board and I was able to send a link via Pinterest where they can edit and add stuff in. And it really is a collaborated effort. And I feel like that's when you're able to 
work together seamlessly was huge for me. And when the end product was given, it was, you know, completely blown out of, you know, the water for them and for me too. And I've just been able to build those relationships with, you know, designers that I feel like kind of sets me apart is because they continue to ask me to work for them. Mm -hmm. And really asking what they wanted was huge for me. And, you know, the word collaboration, I just feel like a lot of people don't really understand that term, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you actually get that term is when you're able to, to create something truly unique, um, not only for yourself, but for everybody involved. And that was huge for me was when I was able to really incorporate every single vendor that was, you know, collaborating with me and making sure that they were getting everything they wanted was a total game changer for me because I feel like when I see people wanting to collaborate, especially photographers, it's more like a, it's like a one highway road for them. It's like, what do I want? And that's all they care about. And that I've just talked to other people that I've worked with and those aren't the people they want to work with. They want to work with people who actually are invested and care about what they're shooting. And because I love, I'm so passionate about bridal. I'm so passionate about fashion. And if it's something that you're not passionate about, then I just don't really think it's going to work out because they can tell, they know when you care, they know when you want to work with them and when you, when you share the album with them and you're excited for them and you're able to, to really express like you care about that part just as much as they do. Ooh, I, ooh, I love that. Let's like, let's talk passion. Cause I, passion in your business is like, it is one of my favorite things to talk to people about because one, it makes your job like 10,000 times better. And two, I think it kind of gets undervalued in our job because I think, I don't know, I think we all kind of sometimes like grow up with this mentality that like work is work and work isn't supposed to be like this fun, passionate right. thing. Um, but it so easily can be. And I think that's like how I fell in love with my job is I was like, oh my gosh, like how freaking cool is it that I get to earn money doing something that I find so fun. Um, But I think that like finding your passion and integrating it with your business can kind of be a journey because passion is such a personal trait. Like that's something that exists for us personally. And then we have to like find ways to weave it into our business. So I would love to know kind of like your journey and experience in like finding what you were passionate about and then incorporating it into your business. Like how did you kind of identify what it was, how, I don't know how I want to phrase this. How did you kind of like identify what you were super passionate about and then like figure out how to like make that manifest in your business? Yeah, that's such a hard question. I just felt like it came over time. Like it didn't just hit me one day, like what I was passionate, like, and what I wanted to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of a gradual thing. And I just learned over time, like I would shoot one project and be like, wow, I'm obsessed with that. I really want to focus on that. And then I would shoot something completely different. And I'd be like, wow, I'm also obsessed with that too. And that passion just kind of grew over time. And passion is just such a huge aspect of like why I continue to, to do what I do. And I just feel like it really fuels my fire, I guess. And 
really understanding and knowing what you're passionate about, especially like what you're shooting. Like I, I feel like when it comes to like bridal, like I don't really have like a specific style, but there are certain styles I am more drawn to. Like I love shooting everything, but like I love shooting for like boho designers. And I also love shooting for more classic, like timeless designers, because that's what I'm drawn to. I love both of those aspects. And I feel like there's, there's this huge stigma that you have to kind of stick to one thing. And that's just never really worked for me. Um, in any aspect in my business. Um, because if I was going to stick to one thing, I probably would have just stuck to like shooting couples, but that's not what I want to do. I want to continue to broaden my horizons, really stretch myself, really challenge myself to do something new. And that's kind of my goal with every shoot that I do is kind of just to do something that I've never done before and really just seek inspiration and use it the right way. Because, you know, I've definitely you know, definitely used it the wrong way as well. And I've known that that just didn't work out for me and being able to really pull inspiration and use it the right way and kind of make it your own was something that really benefited my passion and my fire. And that's just something that I'm continuing to learn and to grow and to really, to really appreciate, you know, what I'm doing at that time. And it's just, it's really cool. Like I just, it's just so hard to explain everything. Like when it comes to passion and what I'm doing at the time, um, I hope that kind of answers your question. No, it, like I'm rambling, but no, it's I love that. Yeah. It's, it's really fun just to kind of, you know, broaden your horizons and really stretch yourself. And I feel like that's something that's really benefited me is just not really focusing on one thing and really researching fashion and like, what are the mm. trends that are coming up? And, you know, that's something that I take a lot of time and invest in. I invest a lot of time, like looking on, you know, certain other people's lookbooks and like, what, what, like, I want to shoot that one day. And then like writing notes down, like what's, what specific detailing do you like about that specific shoot? Like there's so many things that I do right before I shoot an editorial um, that really helped me to be able to get my creative juices flowing and to, not to be able to shoot for me and, but also to be able to focus on what the designer wants to be. Yeah. I, I love that you love pushing yourself because I think, I think we get so comfortable in our businesses. I know I do this a lot where you like, again, kind of like perfect something. I mean, as close as perfect as you can, because it's not like anything's ever actually perfect, but you get it to like a really good place and you kind of just get comfortable with that. Um, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but like, I feel like I did that with weddings where I just, it was doing so well and I really did love it so much, but it like got to the point where I just wasn't pushing myself anymore. Cause it was just so comfy and like it was working and it was bringing in money and like bringing me happiness. So I kind of just was like, all right, we'll just stay here and do yeah, this and I've, I've been to that point too and that's when you have to realize like okay like yeah I can do this but is it really going to you know stretch yourself in in a creative way like staying where you're at like is that something that you really want to do and I know that's like great for some people like perfecting their own craft and I don't really like you know I definitely want to be the best of my abilities but at the same time it's like I want to perfect different aspects of my business whether it be 
weddings or editorial or the backside of everything because there's so many things that go into it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, really giving yourself, you know, the benefit of the doubt, like knowing that it's okay, you're not like perfect. I know I'm not perfect. But what is going to be the most beneficial is doing something that you love and growing and learning from each experience, writing down what you thought went well during each shoot and what you could work on for the next time is something that has completely changed my business and my aspect on when I go into another shoot and pulling up those notes later and be like, okay, this is what I want to focus on this time. This didn't go so great last time and I want it to go better this time has something that has definitely completely helped me to be able to be the best photographer that I've ever been. Um, Okay. So just the most self-aware photographer I've ever met in my life. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, you like, you're so good at being aware of like what you're doing and what to do better. Like, I just love that. That sounds like such an intentional I don't know. Like you, it sounds like you're so intentional and like purposeful with how to continually get better. And I love that. I think that's incredible. See, and that's super important to me. And what helps me do that is it's, it all goes back to passion. Like I love shooting editorials and that's because I love doing that. I'm able to really invest my time and to really look back on other shoots and learn from them and do something else that I haven't done the next time or really focus on what I wanted to do differently on the next shoot. I love that. And like, okay, so this is my next question is I feel like as, because you are like so self-aware and so purposeful and intentional about bettering yourself and bettering your craft, how do you feel like that has impacted you personally? Because how old are you, Blake? Are you my age? I'm 28. 28. Okay. Um, so you've been doing this like in your twenties, which like, I feel like my twenties, I mean, granted I'm only in my twenties, but it's been like one of the most developmental parts of like my life and my business has been so key in me becoming like who I am. And I feel like because you're so intentional with your business and how to improve and how to try new things, like how do you, do you feel like that's kind of like impacted you personally and like your personal development? Totally. Um, I would say I'm like, I'm a really reserved person. Like I, I'm so introverted, like it's not even funny. Um, but this job has been able to help me in ways that I didn't even think were possible. Like I remember listening to one of your podcasts where, um, one of your other episodes where you were talking about, um, how like, becoming best friends with your clients is like such a huge part of other people. And like, that gives me anxiety too. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like I love getting to know people, but at the same time, like I need to like set boundaries because I can't like, whenever I'm done shooting or shooting a wedding or whatever it may be, like, I need like a full day just to be by myself yeah. because it just takes so much out of me mentally and physically and creatively that I just, it just, gets seriously like I would do double headers all the time like when I like that 2016 2017 year and Mm -hmm. I just it wasn't good for me it really wasn't I was really like spreading myself thin and I wasn't being able to really focus on all of my clients and not 
and more importantly, myself. I was letting myself go and I was letting myself get into this place where I wasn't at a good place mentally. And I've just learned like, it's okay that like, I'm not shooting 45 weddings a year. Like that doesn't make me successful. And some Mm -hmm. of my friends love shooting back to back header weddings. They love interacting with people all the time. They love doing all of that stuff. And that's great but that's just not who I am. And I feel like that was what I was trying to do at the very beginning of my business was kind of focusing too much on other people and what was like there, like working for them. And it just wasn't really processing in my brain. Like, yeah, that's going to work for them, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for me, you know? Yeah. I feel like once that finally clicked and I was able to realize like, that's okay. Like I don't need to do what they're doing to be successful. Um, I can do it in my own way. And that's when I really started to be able to, to really feel myself succeed in my own way and in my business. And I just felt like I was doing the best that I'd ever been mentally and physically and spiritually, whatever it may be. And to really be able to focus on my clients and myself as well. Oh, I love that so much. I feel like that's just how I want everyone to feel about like themselves and their business. And I think that's what's so beautiful about owning your own business is that like your business can help your personal development and in turn your personal development helps your business grow. And it just like turns into this beautiful like cycle. Yep. Seriously. Like if I were to like talk to myself now compared to like six years, six years ago, me, like I just couldn't even imagine, like I've just grown so much personally because of my business. And I just feel like it's just been the greatest experience to let myself really grow in a way that I didn't think was possible. Um, Because like I said, like I had a hard time talking with people. I had a hard time like making interactions with people and to really connect with them. And because I was able to kind of break out of that and really do something that I wasn't comfortable doing Um, It's just benefited me in such a a positive way that like my personality has changed so much from five years ago till now. And I just wish I could, you know, have a conversation with myself like five years ago and like just being able to explain like what I've accomplished, you know, as my business, which is like, I've had all these amazing accomplishments. And I like, like I said, I freaking hate talking about myself, but at the same time, it's like, nobody like is going to toot your own horn unless you do. And it's true. like my, my mom has always told that to me. And, you know, sometimes it's something that you need to do because if you don't toot your own horn, like people that you want to work with aren't going to be drawn to working with you. You know what I yeah. mean? And you're, you have to able to sell yourself because you are your own unique person and being able to sell yourself to being able to have them hire you is like such an important aspect. And it's something that like, I'm still continuing to work on because it's just something that I'm not really good at is like selling myself and continuing to like hype myself up and like, yeah, I've done amazing things. And here, this is what I can offer you. Um, Because I view like view it as such as like a selfish way to talk about yourself. And that's not what it is at all. And that's what I used to think that it used to be, but you really like you have to sell yourself to be able to to do what you want to do and really like showcase you know to the people that you want to work with that like yeah you can do this you can be able to 
make their vision come to life, show their product in, in a way that they, you know, they can't. So they hire somebody else to do that. And it's just, it's such a cool aspect for me to, to really, you know, look back on these five years and to see how much I've grown personally and, you know, how confident, how my confidence has just been completely boosted just because of, you know, the projects that I've been able to set up and then eventually other people hire me to do. And it's just, it's crazy. It really is. I love that. And I love being proud of yourself. Cause yeah, I, I can't remember where I was reading it, but I was reading this thing that it was like, no one's going to like, I mean, people, I feel like that this one's not totally true because your friends and family will, but like random people and like in business, especially like no one's going to like love your work more than you do, or they're not going to like hype it more than you do. Like if you're constantly talking about how bad it is, like why would yep. anyone else think otherwise? Totally. totally. And I feel like that's just like kind of this stigma that you feel like you have to be like, and it, it's awesome to be humble. It really is. I feel like mm-hmm. being humble is such a huge, you know, being and just recognizing like what you've done in a humble way. Um, there's a right and wrong way to do it, but it's just exactly like you said, like nobody's going to want to work with you. If like, if you don't talk about yourself or your business in a way that's in a positive, you know, a positive way. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that thought because I think, people think that talking positively about yourself or like your work is like this selfish or like cocky thing when in reality it's like you can boast about your work in a way where you're proud of yourself and you've worked really hard and you can recognize your talent and that you've worked really hard and the difference is like doing that or like if you're doing it in a way to make yourself seem better than others or to like put it like that's when it's gross and that's when it's like cocky like to show it off like I I hate showing off (laughs) like when I I always tell people like my instant ick when I'm dating is like if people brag I'm just so turned off by that but I I completely agree that's like I I don't like having those conversations either I just feel like it's just it just makes me feel icky like I don't know it's gross I I don't know like and I'm sure like some people just, you know, whatever, like that works for them. But mm-hmm. like, that's just like, I don't know. It's just such a turnoff for me when, you know, the first interaction that you have with somebody, it's like, oh, like I've done this, 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 you know, like, you yeah. know, like, you're like, oh, I, I don't think really it's like know you that well. Like, you yeah. know, what I mean? and I, I think know. that's the difference is like, if you're talking about yourself to impress others or to yeah. like make yourself seem above them, then that's gross. But yeah. like, exactly. if you're talking about yourself, to recognize that you worked really hard to accomplish something and that you're proud of it. That's such a like beautiful trait that I wish like more people would allow themselves to be. Yep. And I feel like, I mean, I can confidently say, I feel like that's, I feel like I've really found a great balance in that and um, really not being able to sound like myself, like a bragger, but more of like a confident talker. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Yeah. And I, I feel like I've seen you, even just in the few years I've known you, I feel like I've seen you become so much more confident in yourself and your work, which I love. I really appreciate that because I just feel like it's just, it's so important. It really is. And, you know, I used to view you in a way that was talking about yourself selfishly and it's really not. And I feel like another thing that's really benefited me is to be able to recognize other people's accomplishments as well. It's to the point where, you know, like when you don't recognize like other people, like, we're in this huge space to where there's so many things that you can do as a creative 
And I feel like something that's really benefited me is when I see my friends flourishing too. And it, it drives me to be better too, is like when I see my friends like, you know, shooting for, you know, a, a different designer or a project that they're really excited about. And I get excited for them. Like, I just feel like jealousy is such a, it's, it's a nasty, nasty, nasty thing. And I feel like the moment you begin to get jealous of somebody, especially like a friend, like it's just, it's just, it's just not a healthy environment that is going to benefit you in any way possible. And I love when I get to see like all of my creative friends doing something that they're passionate about and I get to hype them up. It's something that really drives me to be better as well. Like I don't view it as like a negative way. I view it as something that like, wow, they're doing something that is completely them and that they're excited about. And like, I can do that too. Like there's, there's yeah, I think that's so true. much room for everybody to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's this huge stigma of like, oh, like there's like, you can only do this aspect of photography or you can only do this aspect of photography. And that's what I don't appreciate. It's like when you feel like you have, like when a photographer feels like, like oh, like I own bridal editorial that's not fair because yeah. there's a lot of people that want to do it and they should like everybody, everybody has the chance to shine and to do what they want to do. And that's like when you put, you know, somebody down to do something that they are trying to, to pursue, that's when it like becomes an issue for me. And that's like a huge turnoff for me. It's like, do I really like even want to like associate my time and energy with people who, who don't see the value in art and how subjective it really is and how accepting it is. Because, I mean, if someone were to tell me right at the beginning, like, oh, you can't do this, like five years ago, old me, like would have been, okay, I'm not doing it. Because you know what I mean? I just wasn't confident in my abilities back then. And being able to recognize that like there's this huge space for everybody to be able to get creative and to do what they want to do and really showcase what they have to offer because everybody has something different to offer. That's when it gets really special for me. And I love being able to just really see like all of you know the people that I admire and all my friends who are just starting out or whatever it may be. And like all the people that I've mentored doing, you know, doing project that they're passionate about is, is something that really excites me because I feel like I was able to help them in that process. Yeah. I love that. And I think like jealousy really is like the killer of success. Like, I don't think you can be successful if you're just constantly overwhelmed by jealousy. And I think kind of what to go along with what you said, someone told me once that like, if there's someone that you are jealous of and you're jealous of what they're doing or the success success that they're having, a better way to look at it is like, oh, that's a possibility for them. So it's a possibility for me. And like, that is how I try to view other people in the industry now. If I'm like, oh shoot, like that is so cool that they're doing that. I want to do that instead of being like, oh, well that sucks that I can't do that. And I'm not doing that. And they are, but instead to be like, okay, they're doing it and I want to do that. So how cool is it that that's a possibility? Like clearly someone's done it. So I could do it too. Totally. And that is like, that just kind of reminded me of something that's kind of been happening to me a lot recently is people are, I'll get two kind of DMs when I'm doing like a really excited project that I'm excited about. People will either say, oh man, I wish I could do that. Like, how do you do that? Or like, how, how come they are flying you out to do this? And it's like, 
it just kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth. It's like you, and then there's the other type of people who ask me like, wow, like that's so cool. Like, would you mind sharing like what you did to be able to get to this point? Like, I'm really interested in doing this. I want to do this, you know? And Mm -hmm. there's just, there's two, there's two different ways of, you know, interpreting like what another person is doing. Like you can either, you know, ask like and improve and see like what they're doing to be so that you can be able to hopefully, you know, be able to travel and to do bridal editorial at like in my instance, or you can just continue to be like, wow, like I wish I could do that. Like, but you can, like you can do that. You totally can do it if you set your mind to it. You just have to like start somewhere and really like it goes back to that conversation we were talking about like investing like if you want to do that then you know set up your own shoot and really like showcase like what you have to offer you know your those potential clients and really set selling yourself like it's 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 huge and anyway like kind of feel like I just kind of rambled there but I loved I loved all I literally am like oh my gosh how have I been talking to you for an hour I feel like I could talk to you about this all day oh my gosh no I I love all of that and I love like the optimism and like self-confidence while also pursuing like self-improvement that you really push in your business I think that's something that like we can all myself very much included like learn from is like I need to be better too at being like, let's constantly improve. Like, where can we improve more? Where can we change things up? Like, where can we go next? I think that is one of the most beautiful things about owning your own business is that it's constantly evolving and in turn, we are constantly evolving and that's something that we shouldn't shy away from, but instead kind of try to pursue like actively. Mm -hmm. Totally, 100%. I love that. Okay. Well, I freaking, geez. Um, I'm just going to start scheduling these calls with you personally every like week or so to just <laughs> get all these little nuggets of wisdom. Thank you so much, Blake, for being on here and sharing all this yeah, good thank stuff. Thank you so much. Seriously. It's like, it's something that I love talking about and just all this stuff and being able to, to really hone in on what you want to do. And like, it's just, it's just so beneficial for every aspect of your life and I've just seen my life completely change you know 360 to really you know not only in a business aspect but in my own personal life I've been able to just see myself I've been like I'm the happiest I've ever been because I've been able to really you know be like wow like I've done all this stuff and that's good like it's so good like just talking about like all of the things that you want to do too. Like there's just so many aspects that go into it. And I love just being able to reflect and to really see like where I've been. And it's just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's been a journey. So. I love that. Well, and thank you for sharing that journey with us. I feel like I've learned so much. I'm so excited for everyone else to learn from you too. Um, And okay. So to wrap things up every episode, I, ask the same question to each guest. Your answer does not have to be based on anything we've already talked about, but what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Yeah. So I've been thinking about that, um, a lot recently. Um, especially like when you asked me to be on the podcast and I actually, it's so funny that, um, I actually listened to your manifestation one the other day and 
it was it was just so beautifully said and it's just something that like I've grown up you know my parents have taught like me about manifestation and like doing what you want to do and um my dad has always told me like you create your own destiny whatever it is like you make it you and that's something that has always stuck with me in every aspect of my life whether it be personal or business oriented um i just lo- i've always loved like he just constantly reminds me of that I- i've been he's been saying that to me ever since i was 5 like you get to create your own destiny and I feel like I've been able to do that in a way that I just didn't think was possible. And like I, my dad has been such a huge impact on me. He's started so many businesses. He's so successful and um, he's been able to, to really mentoring, mentor me into the person that I am today. And he's really helped my business grow in a way I didn't think was possible. And, you know, just from him saying that to me since I I was born, it's it, it's been an awesome experience for me to to not only have him say that as I was growing up, but actually live it, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Also, I got like little baby chills when you said like you create you. Like I think that's so beautiful. And I think it's so incredible to like take that power into your own hands and just like, like, I feel like I've heard that before, like you create your own destiny, but to like really hear it and like really think about it, like you create exactly what your life is going to be. And that is such a beautiful piece of advice. Yep. And I seriously, like, it's so funny that you have a whole, you guys, seriously, if you haven't listened to that episode, (laughs) Just stop listening to me right now. Like, who cares what else <laughs> I have to say? Just go to that episode and just listen to it because it's absolutely beautiful. And just really, Eden did such a good job on that one and just really talking about, like, what manifestation really is and, like, you have the power to do anything that you want to do. It, it's such a beautiful episode. So after you're done with this one, listen to that one. And oh do gosh, a five-star review, you. too. Because this this little... <laughs> little promo for Eden Strader. Oh my right gosh. There. Yeah. Wait, I'm just going to clip that part of the episode and like listen to it every day. That was the cutest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> seriously. And it was an honor. And I've seriously, I've listened to every episode. And when you asked me to do it, I'm just, seriously, it's, it's really humbling. I, I'm so glad to be here and to be able to talk about, you know, all of the stuff that we talked about today. Thank you so much for being on here, Blake. I'm so excited for all of us. Everything you shared was so beautiful. So thank you so much for like sharing your heart and sharing your story with us. Um, I am so excited for everyone to get this, I would say in their hands, but like more in their ears, I guess. (laughs) I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. But thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in today. And we will see you next time. 